Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I have got a cracker of an episode lined up for you. Tonight, I have Carly joining me, and she has had an amazing Min Min Light encounter. Carly and a friend were on a road trip on the New South Wales coast when they had a pretty aggressive run-in with what she thinks was a Min Min Light. What's so interesting about this is that the light followed them from town to town and only backed off when they reached populated areas. But before we get into that, let's talk about some iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews. As you know, each week I read out a new 5-star review that's left for me on iTunes, so if you want your review read out, simply jump on iTunes and leave us a 5-star review and let me know what you enjoy about the show and I might just read it out on the next episode. This one's titled, A Great Listen, Especially If You're Looking for Australian Content, and this comes in by Jembu from Australia. Always an interesting listen, especially when you have lived near, driven through, or have history of the areas that have been mentioned. It's amazing to hear what some people have experienced. Some things I'm jealous of, other things not so much. Keep up the great work, Cade, and I look forward to the show every week. Justin from the Snowy Mountains. So thanks for that. And just one final thing before we jump into this week's encounter. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, I highly recommend that you do. If you want to chat to other listeners of the show and talk about each episode that we release each week, simply search on Facebook for the Believe Paranormal and UFO listener community. So if you're interested in that, I'll also leave some links in the show notes for this episode. But that's enough of me talking. Let's get into Carly's encounter. Tonight, I'm joined by Carly, and Carly has been followed by uh, a bit of an unusual light, and we can't quite figure it out. Carly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Now, I'm really interested by your encounter because 
when we were first talking about this a couple of weeks ago, you told me that this might have been a Min Min light, but we've had a little bit of a discussion and I think we might be dealing with something else. Do you mind kind of going back to the start and um, retelling your, your encounter? Yeah, sure. So I actually know the exact date that it took place. Um, so it was the 19th of April. It was a Sunday um, in 2015. And me and my friend Sam were driving back from the South Coast, New South Wales. And we stopped in a little town called Ardlethan, basically to go to the public toilets there. And it was just starting to get dark. It was around dusk. And she went into the toilet and um, I kind of was fiddling with the radio, but it was really, it was like a weird reception situation, but that's not unusual because of the town and the remoteness of it. But we did make comments about how creepy it felt. Anyway, we get back in the car, pull onto the highway and about a couple of kilometers down the highway, we're just chatting away. And then all of a sudden we kind of noticed this like light just kind of filling up her back windscreen. She had like a little Kia Rio. And um, it just took up all of the back windscreen. Anyway, we were still chatting away. It was kind of in the background. And then I think Sam slowed down a little bit because she made a comment or something of like, what is this thing, the motorbike doing? Because it was one big circular light as if it was like a big headlight. And um, anyway, then she slowed down a little bit so it could kind of go around her. Um, but it didn't. Anyway, we kept chatting away a little bit and the light kind of just stayed down. It was really bright. And then um, this went on for a while and we started to really become conscious of it. Like, what is this? And um, anyway, we were kind of getting a bit perplexed about why was it kind of essentially tailgating us but not going around because it was so close to the car. And um, anyway, we kind of made a decision after a while that something a bit weird was going on because we looked in the revision mirror at one point, even though we're still chatting away, and it was on the horizon. Then we looked back, and it's like again back in the west window, and we're like, this is really weird. So then we noticed that like another car was coming along because it was a really straight, flat, long country road, and there wasn't like a lot of traffic around. So we're like, whatever, when the car comes, it's going to shine a light on it, and we'll get to see what kind of vehicle this is and, and you know, know what's going on. And um, anyway, as soon as the car got near it, it went completely dark, like pitch dark. We couldn't see the light anymore. And as soon as the car got kind of away towards the horizon, the light was like bright as ever again. And this by the stage where it freaked out. And then the whole horizon had kind of filled up with light. And then within like seconds, it was in the back windscreen. And we were, by this stage, we were like, something weird is happening. This is just not right. So we were kind of pretty panicked at this stage and then it kind of happened two more times where a car would come past and we'd be like, what is it? And then nothing. Like the light would go blank and then it would come back. And so we stopped at a little town called Yenda and by this stage we're like in the height of hysterics. We're like, this is, it's a weird feeling. Like we can't explain it when you don't know, you feel like you're being followed but you don't know what it is. Because we were having chats along the way while this is all unfolding. Like, what is it? What could it be? Because um, I had at that stage never even heard of an Indian light or anything like that. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so we stop in Yenda. We park like, it's not, it's not much of a town, but we park under a street light, thinking it's like the safest spot. And we were that freaked out that we were considering going to her um, 
really recent ex-boyfriend who had left her for one of her best friend's houses and knocking on the door and being like, can we stay at your house for the night because we don't want to get back on the road. Yeah, that's but then failed. <laughs> <laughs> we were that scared and desperate. Um, anyway, it had been like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Whatever it was, it's gone, thank God. So we pulled back onto the highway. And by this stage, there was like a lot more trees around. And we just see, again, like we probably pulled back onto the road for about five minutes, if that, by the time we got fully out of the town and the town's not that big. And the whole horizon was lit up again and within seconds it was just sitting in our back windscreen. And I remember turning around at one point and looking into the light and because it was filling up the whole windscreen and it was literally just like a big light hovering. It wasn't changing shape, it wasn't changing colour, there was no flashing lights. It was just like as if someone had a truck headlight and it was directly pointed into the car. Um, so we're just having conversations back and forth. We're, we're still pretty upset and panicked, like, what could this be? Anyway, we start to get towards Griffith. So it's about an hour all up between, like, Ardlethen and Griffith, and it's pretty much the whole way there this happens. So we're just like, oh, my God, when we get into the streetlights of Griffith, we'll see what it is. But literally, as soon as we started to actually come into the town, it just, disappeared but it didn't go off into the sky or anything like that it just wasn't there wow and yeah that's my absolutely petrifying and then after that so i remember the next day i had to go to work and i started work at night time in the dark and i remember at the time one of my co-workers had to go and get me and even to this day i am petrified of driving in the car <laughs> at night time <laughs> yeah look carly i don't blame you <laughs> Yeah, and then it was funny because what happened was we were staying on the South Coast with a couple of girlfriends and they're like, call us when you get to Griffith and let us know. And anyway, we had a text message from them. So we called um, Steph and Gemma, our friends, and <laughs> they were actually camping on the side of a road in a van, which was not the best story, but we were still in the height of hysterics and we're telling them what had happened. And Steph said, I think what happened to you girls was Mimim. Like, I think you had an encounter. My dad had this when he was driving riding a quad bike across a paddock once this light followed him. And I'm like, what? Mimin lights? And then I looked it up and, yeah, it seemed to have a lot of stories online that I saw had a similar thing where they just get followed by this weird light. Yeah, like it, it raises a lot of questions because, um, I mean, there's a lot of characteristics that are, I guess, quite common with um, Mimin lights, but... It's um, it, it's also raising a lot of questions in the sense that I think this might have been a UFO. Yeah, the weird thing was, I guess what mainstream UFO is like, you think it's way up in the sky, flashing lights. I don't know, like I, I didn't get any of those. Yeah, and it didn't seem to ever go up into the sky. It kind of always stayed level with the car, but it could have been something. Whatever it was, it was very weird. And I think the thing that weirded me out the most was how it could just disappear, reappear, and then within seconds change where it was. Yeah, and I mean, the thing that, that kind of makes me wonder if this wasn't Min Min Lights is because there was only a singular light. And um, the thing with Min Min Lights is there's usually two or three of them, and they kind of, they're, they're much more of a, a playful light, and they kind of dance around, and, and they what they try to do is they actually try to leer your way. So um, it, it's kind of, they want to take you into the bush, and you just kind of disappear. So that's one of the, oh um, yeah, that's one of the folklores for- oh, I um, hope it wasn't that. <laughs> 
And I mean, that's one of the folklores for Min Min Lights, but it, it all depends on who you ask because they, they also say they lead you away from danger or they kind of just, they guide you on your way, which I guess this one may have been doing, but it, it's pretty unusual to have just the, um, the singular light do that. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about the light. So what color was it? So it was, this is going to sound really silly, it was light color. Does that make sense? So you know when you get a, a truck light, when they've, they're like at high beams, it was like that, but it was as if it had another one of those in the middle of it. It was like a, it was like radiating a massive light, but then it was as if it had a, another light in that light, if that makes sense. Like you could look into the light and it looked like it had like a lot of depth. And was the light pulsating at, at, at any times or anything like that? Or was no. it just a constant strong light? It was just a constant strong light. That's why we thought it might have been a motorbike light because it was just, it was staying level with the car. Yeah, okay. But it was bigger than a motorbike light. Like it was pretty big and it filled the whole car. When you but, say big, um, how, how big do you say it, it actually was? Like it filled the whole back um, windscreen of the car. Oh, so we're talking a couple of metres at least then. Mm. Wow, that's, yeah. that's massive because... Min Min lights are only quite small. I mean, the largest ones that I've ever, ever heard of are maybe beach ball size. Oh, it might be safe to say it it could have been that size, but it it definitely filled the whole back windscreen with light in the car. And did you ever feel any heat coming off it or anything like that, considering it was so big and so close? No, nothing nothing like that. And we never, like there was no noise, but we didn't wind the windows down. We were petrified. We didn't. We didn't wind the windows down or anything like that. No, that's probably a good idea. When you said it filled up the sky, can you describe that a little bit more? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so it would it was almost like instantaneous. Like it would like be sitting on the horizon. And you know when it looks like a truck coming up to the horizon and it fills up the sky? Because we most of the road that we were on was like a long, flat country road. So when we would look back, it was as if the light was approaching and just sitting on the horizon and it was kind of like just sitting there. But then within seconds, it would be in the back windscreen. But we never saw it travel. Does that make sense as well? I know this is a very bizarre story. So it, it just appeared there. It just appeared, so it would be on the horizon, and then it would be um, in the back windscreen. And then in the in between moments, when, like for instance, those three times when the cars were coming past, it just completely went dark, like it was instantaneous. Did you ever feel in danger from this light? Absolutely, we were petrified. We were crying and and like we were trying. It's weird because we were both trying to be logical. At the same time, so it's what it was like a very slow burn. Our fear, so we kind of, it was just a fear of the unknown. That's literally what it was. So we kind of started off, and also it was pretty isolated where we were driving. Um, so and we didn't see a lot of cars along the way, and that really freaked us out as well. 
So it was kind of at the start we were a bit like, oh, this is weird. What is this? And then the, the moment of absolute panic was when the car came and it disappeared. And as soon as the car was gone, it reappeared. Then we thought, oh, my God, this is really weird now. It felt like we were being taunted or followed or it was just this really uneasy feeling. And because we couldn't explain it and we tried, we're sitting there in the car going, is it a giant motorbike? Like, what is going on? Um, yeah, we were just, we were really, really scared. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound like quite a, a terrifying encounter there. Um, do you do you think you you experienced any lost time in the um, in the trip? It's funny you say that because I've heard stories and afterwards I read, because I went online and just read a whole bunch of stuff about this because it's always fascinated me what that, what happened. And I don't think we did. I don't think we did. But in saying that, it was four years ago, but I, I'm pretty sure we didn't because that was kind of a common denominator in a lot of these stories. But I don't. No, I'm pretty sure we didn't. Yeah, because it's, it's just ringing a lot of bells. I mean, uh, recently I, I interviewed a lady by the name of um, of Bell, and I think it might be episode four, and it sounds very, very similar to the um, experience that you've had where she had this very bright light kind of um, tracking her car, and her and her husband actually um, were, were quite terrified. They're in a very similar circumstance to uh, you and your friend. And they actually lost control of their vehicle and should have crashed, <gasps> but they they lost time and their car was just back on the road. So I'm just kind of trying to see if anything like that may have happened to you. No, nothing like that. That would have petrified me. That even just gave me goosebumps then. But um, no, nothing like that because afterwards I did read a lot of stuff online when someone said midnight lights and the, the time thing, but I can't. I didn't get that vibe that that was the, the sense because it felt like it was going on forever because we were just like, when are we getting to this town? When can we just be out of this car and out of this situation? And you said it completely disappeared when you went into populated areas. So Yenda, yes. So it dropped off like pretty much as soon as we started to come into the streetlights of the town and that's when we kind of stopped for about 10 minutes and we're like, what was that? And then we felt like the sense of, okay, whatever it was, it was gone. Like it wasn't around. And yeah, it's not the most populated town. So when I say we're in town, there was still a lot of bush area around and we just didn't see it anywhere. We looked. We were petrified. Um, and we kind of were weighing up. Do we get back on the road where we're going back into where it's isolated? Because we felt a little bit of safeness in the fact that we were in, well, because we're in a lighted area, like it obviously wasn't around. Um but yeah, like as soon as we got back on the road, it was on the horizon again, like out of the town. Yeah, that's that's so unique. I've never heard of anything like that. It it dead say it sounds like this thing was stalking you. That's what we felt like, and that, so the absolute height of all our panic was between Yenda and Griffith. That's when we really were like, this thing is back. Like I remember Sam just being like, it's back, and I was like, no way. And then looking back and just. By the stage, it's full blown hysteric. Like, yeah, I, I could imagine. You just don't know what what's going on, and it, and it's like even to this day, like I really freak out about driving at night. And you know what's funny? So at the time, I was doing a radio show in Griffith in New South Wales, 
And I went on air on the Monday morning and I spoke about it. I was shook. And I understand that people don't always, like some people think, oh, that's weird or what a, you know, I, I understand. But I had a lot of people calling. And I had people say that they had a very similar like situation on that road. And it really blew me away. And since then, because I feel quite openly about it because, you know, it's something that I genuinely feel like it happened, whether I understand it or know what it is or isn't, I'm open to talking about it. And it's shocked me the amount of people that have these stories about being followed by a lie. It really freaks me out. I'm like, well, why are there not more people talking about this weird phenomenon? So you're saying you went on the radio and you spoke about this and you had callers call in and say they had something very similar. A heat. Yeah, so that was Monday morning and it had happened on Sunday night, like the next morning. I was still really shaken up and I was in two minds. I was like, oh, my listeners might think that I'm absolutely crazy. I've lost my mind. And it was quite the opposite. We had so, and we, we were a small radio station, like Griffith's a town of like 20,000 people, but we had truckies ring up. We had farmers that have been followed in their paddocks. I had this lady, I've still got the email to this day, send me this um, email about the, the ministers of a very famous Min Min Light story in Leeton, which is not too far from Griffith. And a lot of people had spotted Min Min Lights around that area. I had a girl that called up that two weeks before had had this, a similar situation in the car with her boyfriend on that very stretch of road. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is, um, it's a common occurrence in that area. Yeah. And then when I looked into it, it's like there wasn't a lot documented in New South Wales. It seemed to be, Bullia in Queensland, which is the home of the Min Min, and that's kind of where it's famous. But I was in New South Wales, and another, I worked with a girl called Taylor when I was working in central Queensland, and she said she got followed across the Nullarbor by a similar light. So it's because I talk about it quite openly, it has blown my mind just how many people have either had an experience or know someone that has with weird lights when they're driving at night. Yeah, I mean, the whole Min Min encounter, or I guess the whole Min Min, um, I guess, theory or, or whatever you want to really call it, is um, it actually happens all around Australia. I have I have delivery drivers who do um, routes on the, the east coast of New South Wales who email me and tell me they see lights nearly every night that they're out there driving. Yeah, it's, it's full on. And the interesting thing is, like, whatever it is, as much as I do like to have an open mind about these things, and before I had this encounter, I had a very open mind about this kind of thing, but they definitely, I would like to see a logical explanation explanation for it because it is, you know, it's something weird going on on our road. It, you can't deny it with this many people coming forward. There's something weird going on out there. Well, let me ask you there, Carly. What do you think a min-min light is? Do you think it's something paranormal? Do you think it's something extraterrestrial? Do you think it's something something else? I don't know. The, the, the closest logical explanation that I got um, when I started looking into it by, was a guy called Jack Pettigrew, I think his name is, and he was from a Queensland university, and I think he had had an encounter or something, and he was like, this needs a logical explanation. So he ran a few experiments, and he found what conditions were the same, and he reckons what it is is that it's light, traveling um, from like reflection of lights from trucks and things traveling and reflecting into cars, making it look like you're being followed by a light. That was kind of the more reasonable explanation I could find online. Um, but And I really gave some weight to that because I was like, could it have been just a, 
a light that looked like it was following us, but it was just a reflection. But it, to me, it just felt like an object when I looked back and I could see it. It didn't just look like a reflection. And it moved very erratically. So that's the closest logical explanation I've been able to find anywhere. But I think maybe if you had to absolutely try and legitimize it or find a logical explanation, maybe to a degree, but in terms of what I think it is, I have no idea. It didn't feel ghostly or otherworldly and it didn't feel alien. It just felt weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Aboriginals think it's their um, their ancestors, it's their spirits and they're watching over people. And I mean, it, that's definitely one one idea that people do have. But I mean, the Min Min Light, it's it's still unexplained. It's still so so. Um, I guess it's not really one of those mainstream things that people talk about because it is so. I guess so Queensland based that it hasn't really, I guess, reached out to the rest of the Australian public. So it's interesting that you've had this encounter on the New South Wales uh, New South Wales coast and. Just mm. recently, I interviewed a, a gentleman who um, who had Min Min lights on his property in New South Wales as well. So it definitely does seem to be a bit of a, I guess, a, an event that's kind of spreading across the nation. And what did he say about his? Was he, was it a similar situation? Uh, his were, I guess, a much more friendly approach. His were um, just on his property. He has a um, a bit of a, a hobby farm, and he. He has them kind of just dance around in the bushes, in the trees, and and stuff like that. Yeah, mine felt a bit less friendly. Yeah, yours, yours <laughs> definitely sounded been friendly. <laughs> I don't know. Yours sounded. Uh, it might have been a bit of a, a bit of a nasty spirit, if that's the um, that's the way you think of these things. But yeah, I uh, I think it's it's good that you didn't have your windows down. I think it's good that you didn't try to interact with it because I don't know if that's something that you really wanted to be messing with. No, absolutely not. And this is why to this day I hate driving at night. <laughs> and I hope no one's listening to this podcast in the car alone driving at night. Turn it off now. <laughs> or it's too late now, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're kinda we're kinda at the end. And um I want to thank you for coming on there, Carly, because that is an absolutely insane encounter. I um I'm glad you made it through it because that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it's one that I'm definitely never going to forget, but um, it's it, it, to this day I'm still absolutely intrigued and I love hearing other people's stories, so I'm definitely going to go back and listen to those other encounters. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 